0: Hey there, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we're going to look at Titus chapter 2. We're going to look at the first portion of it, and this is, a, this is a text that is meant to help us know how we are to live in the household of God, in the church, as part of a church family. And I love the way this text, it actually addresses four different life situations. It speaks to uh, the older men. It speaks to older women. It speaks to younger women, and then it speaks to younger men. And so this is really a text that, that apply, it applies to everyone in the church in one way or another. And so what I would like to do is I would like to just look at each of those four categories. And really, uh, I'm giving four different ancient ways for our modern, our modern day today. But, uh, but if you follow along, I think you're going to find something that will be helpful and meaningful and insightful so that you can live a life based on God's word. So let's dive in. Here's what we got. We've got uh, Titus chapter two, verses one through six, and I'm gonna handle it in different sections. And so let's uh, let's begin. This says, but as for you, Paul speaking to Titus, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Now let's remember yesterday. Yesterday we looked at Titus chapter one and the contrast between how God is true and people are liars, right? And we've seen that an elder is to teach what is sound what is good what is true what is healthy doctrine and so that just carries over into chapter two and so we have this healthy doctrine and sometimes we think you know what healthy doctrine it's you know it's all that heady stuff it's all that theology but really healthy doctrine it plays out in the most practical and ordinary situations of life and so here's what we have it says but as for you teach what accords with sound doctrine exhibit eight verse two older men are to be sober-minded dignified self-controlled sound in faith in love in steadfastness so he says here's sound doctrine lived out for an older man and he describes to be sound-minded. This means that your, your mind is, you think clearly, you think well, you think logically, you think biblically. You're not just um, tossed to and fro by different ideas or different situations. You're not always chasing this thing and then this thing, but you're, you're sober-minded. Your mind is clear. And this is dignified. There, there's an air about an older man that he is respectable, Others look at him him and say that he lives a godly life and so he's dignified. He's not foolish. He's not always, uh, you know, just so, you know, trying to make everyone laugh all the time in such a way that he, he discredits his dignity. This doesn't mean he's not fun. Um, I, I think uh, you can be dignified and jovial at the same time, but... Is he always looking for like a, the cheap joke, or or maybe even like a dirty joke, or things like that? Is he is his character impacted by the way he carries himself and the way others look at him? Self controlled, self controlled in his attitude and his actions. Is he obsessive all the time about different things, or is he is he self controlled? Then sound in faith, his trust is in the Lord. Sound in faith, also in love. This comes out with the way he. He loves the people around him. He cares for them. And then finally, steadfastness. This is perseverance or endurance that he, he doesn't give up easily. Okay. He, he's not quick to throw in the towel. When life gets difficulty, difficult or things don't work out the way he wants, he's not saying, well, um, I'm done here. Steadfast. This is sound doctrine for an older man. And then it goes on. It says, older women, verse 1, but as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. And then verse three, older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. This is what an older woman does. She is to be reverent. This is the idea of dignified. Her behavior is the kind of behavior that she she's behaves in a way that others honor her. her, her, her the way she carries herself about says not slanderers. This is really the idea. She's not talking about other people all the time. She's not talking bad about other people. Instead, you get this impression that she's always lifting people up, whether to their face or behind their backs. She's not a gossip. She's not sharing, well, let me tell you about what this, this person did, or let me tell you about this situation, but rather she's, she's putting people in the best light possible. And then not a slave to much wine. And the Bible's clear that drunkenness is a sin. Uh, drinking is not. And so uh, an older woman, maybe the, the freedom of maybe some economic benefit that she has, and maybe she could just be giving herself to much wine all the time. No, she's not a slave to it. She, she's not governed. She's not uh, controlled by her desire. Any external desire. This could even go beyond wine. And then it says, they are to teach what is good. Now, the text is going to transition into what they teach, and they teach younger women in particular. You see, the church has a dire need for this kind of woman, a godly, reverent woman who's, who watches her words and is not a slanderer, not a gossip. She, she, the church is in dire need for women like this to teach younger women. So she teaches what is good. And now there's an overlap With this sound doctrine because what we're going to see is what she is to teach but what she is to teach is actually she's teaching these younger women so the next section describes what she teaches the younger women says and so train the young women here's here's what sound doctrine in a young woman's life is to look like to love their husbands and their children this is a younger woman who has a family and some of the young women might not have a family yet. And so it's to have a mind toward this, to love her husband and children. This is, you know, an older woman or an older man loves everyone while a younger woman, her focus should be loving her husband and children. It says to be self-controlled. This is a reoccurring theme, whether you're young or old, male or female, to be self-controlled, pure working at home kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled now this this verse has been abused by people uh, some people will say well this means a woman should, must be at the home and should not do anything outside the home well I think that the scripture describes a woman being productive in the home and outside of the home but her priority her priority should be the care of her family that's what it's saying and then submissive to her own husbands well the, the husband is to be the leader is to be the head of the house now this reminds us young women you should marry well you should marry a man that will lead in a way that is easy to follow his lead that he has the kind of character that, he, that that's easy to trust him this you know lots of wise decisions as a young person sets your life up for a lot of joy later in life and, and unwise decisions specifically around who you marry, it can cause a lot of tension later in life. So submissive to their own husbands. Why? Well, that the word of God may not be reviled. You know, the way a young woman or a married woman acts in her home toward her husband and children, it, it shines a light on what she thinks about God's word. And for someone to say, I'm a Christian, but I I don't respect or I don't follow my husband and I don't love my children, that's going to cause derision or reviling on God's word. Well, let's let's keep going. This is sound doctrine for an older man, an older woman, a younger woman, and now for a younger man. Likewise, urge younger men to be self-controlled. Now, younger women were called to this and, and by extension a an older man who's dignified and and a an older woman who is reverent these this all matches up but it really speaks to younger men with this this one singular description because uh, i think this encompasses so much of of life for a younger man you know younger men are they are given to impulse They are given to saying whatever comes to their mind or doing whatever kind of idea they have in so much of a younger man's life, if it's governed by impulse, it ends up, well, it ends up acting in lust, acting in arrogance, acting in laziness. This is what, uh, or even acting in anger. (laughs) These are really the four um, big traps for a young man. And all four of these traps, they are governed by this word, Self-control. A young young man who is self-controlled will not fall into the temptation of lust, whether it's online or with a with a woman. a A, a young man that is uh, self-controlled will not fall into the temptation of arrogance. They they won't say haughty words. They won't be f- so boastful. They'll they'll be reserved in the way they speak, especially about themselves and their their perceived knowledge of the world, which ends up showing their lack of knowledge of the world. And the next one is anger if you're self-controlled you won't fly off the handle and and the last one the last one is sloth to be self-controlled means you're not lazy to be self-controlled means that you discipline yourself to wake up early to be in the word to to be training your body and to be going to work being productive whether it's school or work you are self-controlled you're not just wasting your life away this last word for a young man it might just seem like a low bar but it's actually a high bar young men are to be self-controlled. This is sound doctrine in the most practical sense. Older men, older women, younger women, younger men living godly lives based upon these principles. These are our ancient ways for our modern day.